Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all our listeners, of course, depending on where you're tuning in from. Thank you for joining us. My name is Rafi Ashur, and I am the Director of Global Relationships at Digit.ai. And I want to welcome you all to episode number four of Digit.ai with AI Superior. And I want to introduce AI Superior, but before we introduce the rest of the team. So um, AI Superior is, uh, here's some interesting facts. So the team speaks eight different languages. They perform seven different activities on a regular basis. They have won three international uh, data science uh, internet awards. Um, they have visited 43 different countries. Can you believe that? I, I was flabbergasted when I read that. 50% of the team are um, PhD level professionals. And guess what? 100% of the team all love data. So I'm very excited to be here with the AI Superior team. AI is an incredible uh, subject, so to speak. You know, it came in a lot more gradually than blockchain came in on the scene. And unlike blockchain as well, it's here to stay um, because of the real world applications that it has. So I'm delighted to be joined by my co-host, Tariq Asadiq, a partner at Digit AI. Thank you for being here, Tariq. Uh, and then I'll introduce the panel. We've got Fadi Hindi, the uh, senior partner and co-founder of Digit.ai. Welcome, Fadi. Uh, Dr. Sergey Sohanov, uh, CEO of, uh, of uh, I was going to say Digit.ai, of AI Superior. And uh, Dr. Ivan, who is the chief data officer and managing director at AI Superior. So very welcome to you all, gentlemen. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Now, I'd like Thank you. I'd like to start off by really getting into the hype that is surrounding machine learning and AI, uh, Mr. Fadi. I'd like to talk about how that kind of hype has made it a bit difficult for companies, individuals to really understand, you know, what is AI, but more importantly, how can I use it in my field, in my industry, in my company to actually create change and to create value for everyone. So uh, what could you say about that? Very good. Um, I think that's, uh, that's an excellent first question, uh, Rafi, for, for this podcast, because um, the, definition of, the definition of machine learning and AI is you know, widespread. Different people have different opinions on what machine learning and AI really means. Um, but uh, you know, to kind of just share a story with you um, about when I used to be in executive management and mind management, you know, uh, at, at, at different, whether it's in banking or government, um, take a specific example and story that we wanted to deploy artificial intelligence. And uh, we immediately got in, got caught in, in this hype. So you start doing the search. Um, you know, you go to the Forrester Wave, you go to the Gartner Research, you do the Google, and you get pulled in a thousand different directions. Mm. Um, and I think up until today, even, um, there's, been, there's, there's still a lot of competing opinions about what uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence is all about. So, with, uh, and I've been, I've been a practitioner of, uh, an AI practitioner for a very long time, and I minored in, in robotics and AI at the North Carolina State University. Um, so, AI and machine learning has been around for a very long time. It's just that it only has started creating and, and getting traction 
now because the data and the amount of data that we have at our disposal within organizations has reached to that kind of critical mass where you can actually start doing proper machine learning and training to be able to take you uh, down, you know, down, down the, the proper path. So the, the story that I was going to share, if I just take, for example, uh, banking uh, as an example, is that it really came down to um, if you want to do something really, um, uh, let's say, uh, valuable that adds value to the organization rather than just to say, let's just bring a tech box and install it and we'll just say that we have AI. Uh, you have to start looking at, to cut through the confusion, you got to say, what are the use cases or how, what are the things that I should use? Um, you know, pattern recognition or what, what are the things that I could do within my business to bring in prediction and training for a machine that can help me in decision making or increasing revenues or reducing costs. And I think that that's the, that's the kind of the, 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 the conclusion of the story is that we kind of did, did a big kind of loop and came back to the, the, the starting point of saying, what is it that you want to do in the first? It's not about saying, you know, let's just uh, let's just go to Ace Hardware or Best Buy or you know buy this box that's called just got AI written on it and just plug it into the network and off you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally got that. Yeah. Uh, if if I can uh, perhaps uh, chime in, um, uh, first of all, uh, I'm delighted to be here with you all. Um, it's it's such. Uh, um, a pleasure uh, being joined by uh, so many experts um, and I think um, this topic is extremely important. Um, I think everybody who navigates the internet today, um, uh, YouTube, um, uh, you get bombarded with um, a lot of talk about AI and what have you. So um, uh, the, the, the thing that I uh, keep going back uh, on and, and trying to think, why now? Why, why is such a focus on AI now? Um, does the uh, the new world order that we live in uh, today have an impact on that all of a sudden? Uh, is it about, you know, I, I'm just interested. Um, uh, perhaps, uh, uh, Ivan, Dr. Ivan, if you can uh, maybe share your thoughts on this um, to help us understand why all of a sudden, everybody's talking about AI right now. Right. Thank you, Tarek. A uh, very nice question. And thank you for inviting me for for this um, call. So essentially, I would say uh, there are three main reasons for, for this, uh, uh, let's say, AI uh, AI um, advances in AI and uh, the, the discussions uh, uh, everywhere. So there, are, uh, there is a technological reason, which was just mentioned by Mr. Fadi. So it's uh, availability of data. Essentially, you cannot train or you cannot learn machine learning without data, right? It should take something as input. Algorithms and tools, which allows to, um, which allows to easily, uh, easily play with the data, easily um, program it and find out some interesting insights uh, uh, from data. And finally, computational power, which should crunch the number fast enough in order to get the answer 
and not to wait for for days, months, or something like this. So this is the first reason, technological one. Another one is a psychological. So it should be a trust in technology in order to to really adopt it, right? And the openness uh, uh, have a critical mass of people to adopt the technology and trust in it. Uh, luckily, we were all prepared by, you know, this fun, uh, scientific uh, sci-fi books from Isaac Asimov and others, right? So, and we were lucky to have this kind of preparation from literature. So this is the second reason, and final reason is economical reason, right? So there wouldn't be any AI adaptation or uh, any um, AI if business wouldn't find a value in it. And we see that the business actually see a value in it. There is a demand, huge demand right now, as well as supply, because there are people, professionals who can implement, who can uh, who can help uh, with uh, integrating AI and technology. Just just as uh, in contrast to AI, we can take a space industry, right? Space industry didn't have economical reasons to develop quite fast. Uh, so it exists from 1960s, right? 1950s, 1960s. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't really uh, fastly developed as AI now because uh, the only customers was a governmental one, right? For intelligence, for, uh, for this kind of stuff, um, scientific stuff. Uh, and now, only now, there is a mass of the adaptation of space technology, like we know with SpaceX, which is going to uh, start the, the um, Starlink company. So, and yeah, these are mainly three reasons, technological, psychological, and economical, which allow us to talk that AI is getting its momentum. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's, uh, that's a very, I guess, uh, I didn't. I didn't think about you know all necessarily all three. Um, I'm thinking, uh, what has uh, COVID done to us? You know, uh, the whole uh, uh, Russian talk about AI. Thank you very much. Uh, um, maybe one addition to this, actually, uh, just uh, since you brought up this topic, uh, this space topic, uh, I would uh, mention one commonality regarding the, the space uh, and AI that, that they are sharing. Basically, uh, is uh, we see that science in general. And uh, space science, uh, AI, and machine learning also as a science, they're getting uh, they're getting sexy nowadays. So uh, people like to follow uh, th these topics. They like to see uh, new rocket launches. They 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 really eager to uh, to see if the the person goes to to Mars or not, or, or when uh, the person goes there. Uh, the same for AI and machine learning. So there are a lot of different um, research advances coming out. Literally every two weeks or a month, you see, you know, a new model is trained that is uh, that allows you to, you know, recognize different aspects of your life, different images, different objects. There are, you know, language models that allow you to do really cool things that you can try yourself, uh, like without even getting really deep into the into the technology so you just can play around a little bit there are a lot of games uh, based on ai and machine learning there are a lot of you know um, i don't know tiktok or uh, snapchat features that allow to uh, put mustache or some change your face make you you know seem older or something like this so there are a lot of entertainment also and there is a lot of uh, you know scientific um, 
research that attracts people uh, to and people follow this basically. If, if I if I can chime in, one of the things that um, uh, that are very important that uh, Dr. Ivan was hitting on this is that the um, if you look if you look at data and the availability of data, we're talking about kind of like the the volume of data, uh, the velocity of the data. And that's almost like I say the currency of the data. How current is this information that I'm currently looking at? And one of the big developments, and I'm sure all the listeners have heard about this, that that has been very, um, uh, you know, very contested uh, by all the developing countries and the emerging even countries and the superpowers is the 5G network. We have talked about 5G at some point or another, but our life is really, I, I believe, we're coming to kind of an infliction point and not many people are clued in to this infliction point because 5G is going to make uh, data uh, more accurate, uh, faster, uh, and the volume is going to increase. We're going to go from uh, devices that used to update, um, you know, the status or the temperature or whatever to, you know, maybe once a day down to once a minute. So all of a sudden, this data explosion uh, is gonna is gonna happen, enabled by the 5G network, and if there are no um, deliberate plans to understand that this is coming, your refrigerator is gonna have a 5G SIM card in it. Whether you like it or not, it's gonna communicate with the head office where you bought that refrigerator from and send them data about your about your usage, and you just kind of go from there with respect to the the volume and the amount and the speed of data. You just can't ignore it. 5G is already rolling out, um, and it's a reality today. That's really, that's um, it's it's really interesting. So there's a common thread that I hear in all that was shared uh, so far, and it takes me to the next question I have. And the common thread that I that I see in there is, you know, there's still a lack of clarity for the layperson around, you know, what can AI be used for. And how can they start thinking about, you know, where the applications can uh, be? Uh, we mentioned a lot of examples. So, Dr. Sergey, to make this a bit more concrete for our listeners, um, especially those who don't have a background in that kind of uh, material, what are some of the, so to speak, what are the problems that are most suited for this field? What are the problems that when one can categorize them, you can say, you know what, when you can put it in that kind of a mold, you can actually apply AI to it. Um, very good question. So actually, uh, to start with, there, are, there is a countless amount of different, uh, you know, business and our private life aspects that can be uh, facilitated with AI and machine learning. So there are many, many use cases that are being implemented right now and will be implemented in future. Um, if you are talking about the main directions, I would just uh, mention three directions uh, or three data sources uh, that uh, comprise the majority of, uh, I would say, use cases uh, that have been developed right now. So the first one, and I think the, the most popular one, uh, it's computer vision. So what it means is it means that uh, it's AI and machine learning techniques that allow you to process and work with visual data, like images, videos. Um, sometimes hyperspectral images or 
you know, uh, LiDAR data, if you are talking about remote sensing applications or satellite image analysis applications. So, you know, probably a lot uh, about autonomous driving, at least you've heard a lot. So these uh, technologies, to a larger extent, rely on computer vision uh, by gathering a massive amount of data from different drivers. Uh, the models uh, are built uh, in order to steer your car. Um, um, another example of computer vision could be face recognition for uh, access control, for example, or uh, for retail applications, there could be also uh, countless uh, amount of different use cases like uh, understanding your customer, estimating customer gender or age, seeing if this customer was already in your shop before or when he or she was, was visiting your shop, uh, understanding what time or how much time uh, a customer is spending in front of particular uh, products. So many, many different applications uh, that rely on computer vision. Uh, the second uh, data source and uh, analytics that is developed from this, from this data source, I see is natural language processing. So this is about uh, analyzing large amount of human generated texts from uh, basically like uh, digital text and also from audio. And here we also find a lot of applications like, uh, I think the, the most famous one is, uh, is a chatbot, right? So that uh, Mr. Fadi mentioned at the beginning. Uh, we also have machine translation, very interesting uh, task and very uh, important currently. And we see a lot of progress here. We see that the machine currently is able to translate from, you know, from and to like uh, tens uh, of, of languages with, uh, you know, very good performance. Um, understanding texts in terms of, uh, you know, sentiment of the text, topics of the text that allows you to tag text, uh, understand, for example, if it's a post of a user, you can extract interests with natural language processing techniques. So everything that is, uh, that is uh, going to this uh, direction is now enabled due to, due to advances, advances in this field. Uh, and the last one uh, that I would mention is uh, sensor and log data processing. Uh, there are probably, you know, that there are many, many machines and maybe also refrigerators is a good example that are connected now to uh, to the network. They're generating also a large amount of data and all this data can bring you a lot of value if you are able to, uh, you know, correctly analyze and build uh, algorithm uh, algorithms upon. Uh, Maybe example from uh, sport industry. So take uh, professional soccer clubs uh, from, I don't know, any European league, let's say, and you will see that every club has uh, these uh, GPS trackers on, 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 on players. Uh, they uh, evaluate their conditions. They s estimate how much they run. They estimate uh, also, the, the tactics they build strategy based on the based, based on this data. They analyze the opponents based based on this data, you know. And uh, there are also countless uh, uh, applications for 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 soccer and for for other sports. Uh, and obviously, industry uh, where you have different uh, machines that generate data from different sensors like temperature, uh, pressure, uh, current, voltage. So you analyze all these, and you can uh, allow you know predictive maintenance. You can control. Uh, different machines. You can see in which state it is. Is it a faulty state? Is it a normal state? Why do you need to uh, change different parts? So 
many, many different uh, uh, applications are enabled now. Uh, but I would say that uh, there's three, three main uh, things, computer vision, natural language processing, and uh, sensory data analysis. Yeah, and I think it, look, it looks to me like, you know, even if you categorize, uh, you know, things according to the categories that you just mentioned, as you dig deeper, Dr. Sergey, you'll find more and more applications. So one thing that comes to mind for me is, uh, uh, and, and this is a while back, this is around a year and a half ago, um, a, a company in Italy, scientists there were able to figure out an algorithm that if you feed it a hundred brain scans, they're able to tell you that one brain scan that shows an actual abnormality, which a lot of doctors couldn't see. Um, and so essentially it's like um, any place where you have a source of data, whether it's coming from sensors or computers, tons of data, where you can find a pattern that would go towards solving a problem, usually there's a use case there that one can apply AI to. Would that be accurate? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so, by the way, you've just given us the uh, secret recipe to the Bundesliga. Um, and um, I know what to do with it, you know? So, uh, watch out. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's not anymore a secret. It's, it's actually a, a standard nowadays. So every, every team, uh, probably you know that, for example, Liverpool, uh, an England, uh, an English team, they use this a lot for scouting. They they gather statistics about their future uh, players, and then they select players based on the statistics, based on their performance. So it's it's reality now. It's it's not any more secret. So it's if you if you are not doing this, then you are behind basically. Wow! Wow! Well, um, you know, just thinking about all that, I mean, that's just fantastic. To be honest with you, I think you know. Um, I'm just beginning, uh, as I'm listening to you guys, beginning to wonder about all the other things that um, uh, this uh, technology can can influence. And I think, um, or at least I, I can't help but to think about practical uses uh, for such technology um, uh, in our part of the world. And uh, I think uh, um, I'll be interested to um, see what your uh, viewpoint, uh, Fadi, uh, is. You know, how do we make this uh, something that is um, sought after? Um, how do we bring value um, uh, to businesses today um, beyond the chat box? You know, I mean, I mean, we've talked about this so many times. Uh, people that if organizations implemented chat box, they think that they've implemented AI. Um, you're always up in flames with that. So, yeah, no, that's a, that's a that's a great question, Parath. And I think um, you know the, the the work that we have done actually with uh, AI Superior, uh, this AI and AI Superior working for many different clients across the region has been around um, kind of getting them um, kind of over the hump to look at. Uh, use cases for the implementation of machine learning and AI. So, to the the, the point of uh, the minute uh, the minute the um, let's say the executive or the team realizes that they need to start looking at AI and machine learning and understand how this fits in within the larger corporate strategy and maybe even the larger country strategy, uh, the best way for them to unlock value. In my opinion, and this, we have validated this with numerous clients that we have worked with, um, you know, with AI Superior on, uh, is to identify use cases that are 
most likely uh, are going to be linked and unlock specific uh, benefits to the uh, uh, to the client. So, if your if your question is about how do we unlock or how do we embark on something like this that's beyond the uh, the superficial chatbot, uh, the superficial just buy a platform and implement it. Uh, we actually advocate experimentation, um, and we've done this with several clients, and we have seen just tremendous, uh, tremendous value. And the interesting thing is that um, the the effort usually is, is very is very short in the grand scheme of things. So it's actually not a very long time span. Uh, because we have a method and we have an approach that we can come in and quickly look at the data, study it, and come up with uh, the mechanism by which you can unlock benefits from this data. So to, to take it back to your question, I would strongly encourage and urge people to not to, to start doing something immediately by experimenting and trying to look for um, to look for those early failures that are not expensive, because the problem with failure in our region, it is not frowned upon. Uh, but if you look at the innovation and the history of innovators, um, from 3M to uh, to Amazon to even FedEx and uh, uh, Apple, and it's all about experimentation. And we've been able to um, kind of get people on board with this idea. So you do these smaller. Um, you know, kind of contain uh, pieces of work. I'm not talking about consulting, I'm just talking about the client. Uh, to say, all right, we're going to go beyond the chatbot, we're going to look at our data, and we're going to try to find a way by which we can uh, unlock value from this that links back to the corporate strategy. Kind of bring sense, um, you know, eight weeks or 12 weeks to actually do a, a, a pilot on your data and, and time boxes so that you create pressure and a, kind of like a pressure cooker to say, come in, figure this out, just crank it out and get it done and don't go spend millions. If I can give you one bit of advice, um, hey, believe me, you know, we've got, I've, um, you know, humbly I've got over three decades of experience from line management, executive uh, boardroom, to engineer, to everything. Don't go spend millions of dollars on platforms and expect that that's gonna fix your AI problem is going to bring you, you know, AI nirvana, if it's a robotic process automation or because then you've got a, uh, you know, a carpentry is one of my hobbies. Then I say you've got a hammer. You just discovered the hammer and you're just going and just name, just everything becomes a nail versus saying, wait a minute. Um, what, what, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's look at, uh, from a strategic standpoint, the thing that we want to focus on. Uh, let's look at our data. Let's time box this thing. An experiment, and uh, we are big advocates of open source tools. We actually say before you go invest in a big platform, and before you go invest in, in all of these things that are going to be a vendor selection and an RFP, and then it's going to take you know months. Um, we could actually, in a very short time span, look at your data, come up with use cases, use open source tools to help you uh, really uh, quantify the benefits that you can deliver to the organization. And, and we, this is not a, you know, not not a, uh, an experiment or a, a, something that that we would that we think would work. We've actually done this with several clients, and the results have been really phenomenal. Um, we're very happy with what we've been able to unlock for clients. 
sorry, long answer, but it's perfect. That's, uh, very interesting, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Thank, Thank you, Fadi. Thank you. And you know, so despite all that value that you speak of, Fadi, uh, despite all the value that Dr. Servi and Dr. Ivan you've spoken about that can be brought to the table through artificial intelligence, um, to Dr. Ivan and Sergey, a lot of people are still skeptical. Um, and I, I wanted to ask you, you know, what are, what are they skeptical about? The people who say, ah, AI, not really. What are they skeptical about, number one? And, you know, if you were to meet one of those people, what would your words of wisdom be? What would you say to them, sort of clarify um, and bring them over to the other side so they are believers in the power of AI? So I believe that uh, this skepticism, it's, it's a natural thing when you have, you know, new technologies. Uh, when internet appeared, I know that many people were, were skeptical to it because they, they didn't see value there. Uh, so I think we just need to educate these people and uh, show them different sides of AI, show examples, show use cases, show uh, how to, how they could benefit from, from this. Uh, answering your, your second part of the question, um, so... I believe that uh, for business leaders, it's crucial to have uh, the ability to see trends, right? To see the directions where uh, the world is heading, and uh, we definitely see that uh, it, it's it's going digital now, and COVID situation is just accelerated uh, this trend. So we see that uh, more and more data is generated. We we are like we having this uh, uh, this conference call uh, digitally, right? So now we are fine with, with, with having this, so we are generating this data, uh, other people are generating this data, there are different machines that are g- generating the data, so we are not able to avoid this, so we, we need to uh, see, see the opportunity and, and use this opportunity. Uh, and what, what, what can I say is, basically, um, now AI and machine learning still might be a competitive advantage for, for many industries, especially conservative ones. Uh, but later in few years, it will be a standard. And if you don't have it, then you, you will lose basically. So uh, it, it's a good time to, to catch up. It's a good time to uh, invest in experimentation to understand really your needs, understand the potential to see where AI can help you to see where you can benefit from this, to see in which directions you can optimize your processes, increase revenue, and so on, and then uh, implement it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fully agree with Sergey on this. Uh, in addition to uh, to what just he said, I would say that uh, for a skeptical one, uh, everyone is using AI on a daily basis. Pages. They might not might not recognize it, but if they have a smartphone, they use an AI. So just just a recognition. If they're searching something in Google, it's uh, all based on behavioral of and based on the historical data of the user. So it's also algorithms trained trained uh, on big data, and this is AI. So they're using already. So. Nothing to be skeptical about because it's already technology is used on a daily basis. And yeah, fully agree that if you are not adopting the AI today or if you are kind of uh, afraid. You don't have a web page, uh, web page today. So, I mean, you are not existing if you don't have a web page. I'm talking about the companies. Yeah. 
Very good. Uh, uh, very interesting answers, uh, you know, and I can't help but to think uh, about uh, some of the um, uh, the potential, uh, I guess, uh, roadblocks. Um, uh, there's been a traditional approach to um, to projects in the past, um, and um, it's almost like um, you have to challenge uh, your own ways of thinking going forward um, so that you can open up for uh, the possibilities that AI can bring to your organization. Uh, so it's, 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 you know, the challenge of um, uh, unlearning what you've learned in the past so you can actually accept new ways of thinking uh, going forward. Um, and, and I think, you know, um, I hope um, that uh, our listeners would have um, at least um, garnered the interest uh, to uh, look further into this and to, to speak to experts uh, such as yourselves. Um, um, how would, if I wanted to reach out to you guys, how, how would I do that? What are the channels? Yeah. And uh, AI hope? Just kidding. That's about Yeah, I think uh, if you go to the exodus.ai website, um, we encourage you guys to uh, start a conversation, uh, connect with us. You can just click on contact and then just uh, fill, the, fill the form and just submit it and someone will be in touch with you. We'd love to have a, a conversation about um, about artificial intelligence and machine learning and how this can be deployed within your organization. Um, and we, we encourage you to get a, like a free consultation with um, uh, digital AI and AI superior and um, uh, around around how you can uh, unlock the potential for your organization. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Fadi, Dr. Sergey, Dr. Ivan. Thank you so much for your time. It was delightful being with you all. This is obviously a subject that's going to continue to expand, and we would be delighted to have you all again to discuss it further and further. Uh, my co-host thought it. Thank you for your time. And uh, for all our listeners, thank you for your time and your listening. You've given it very generously. And um, any last words to anybody on the call? I think you should be looking at machine learning and AI. <laughs> whether whether if you get help from digital AI and AI superior or not, um, if you you know it is a secret, and uh, a lot of your peers, based on your industry, have already gone down this path. As um, Dr. Ivan was just saying, you're using AI every day. You're using a phone, so it's here and it's happening. Yeah. Great, absolutely awesome. To all our listeners, thank you again. If you want to get in touch with us, just email us at digitai at zshay.com. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-I at X-I-S-C-H-E.com. Or send us a contact request on the Digitai website, and we'd be delighted to support you. Thank you all again, and have a thank wonderful you. Thank evening. You. Thank, thank you. Everybody. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.